Hello and welcome back to the Gubba podcast. I'm Gubba, a first-time homesteader following in the footsteps of my homesteading forebearers. And in this podcast, I discuss prepping, homesteading, and everything in between. Today, I wanted to discuss with you a question that I repeatedly get asked. And that question is, how do you start homesteading? In the past few years, the interest of the homestead lifestyle has boomed. And I think that is largely due to the weirdness that we all experienced in 2020. And a lot of people woke up and realized the way that they were living was not sustainable if crap ever truly hit the fan. I still can't believe like mom and pop shops were forced to close during that while places like Walmart remained open. That was truly a crime against humanity. But one positive, I guess, is that people woke up to see how sensitive the system is and how the food supply chain is something you cannot rely on. And they realize that they need to change up their lives. I have talked about how to homestead from anywhere, but I want to take a more personal approach to this podcast and dive deep into what I did when I wanted to start homesteading in the city. I feel like I learn best when people use themselves as examples because you get to hear what worked and what didn't work because someone else has already been through a similar situation so hopefully you can learn and recently I saw a TikTok where a woman posted their luxurious backyard with a text saying when you are broke and go through hell with your spouse but then one day it is all worth it and you are making millions and I jumped into her comment section and saw someone ask well how did you do it and she replied and said don't take no for an answer and keep on going. I just thought to myself that was seriously the stupidest reply ever because how generic and useless it is. Like, don't take no for an answer. Obviously, not everything on the internet is real and maybe they were just touring through her house and she videoed the backyard and put the text on that video and maybe that's why she didn't have a real genuine response for how she achieved her success. That would be like me posting about homesteading and someone saying, how did you do it? And I say, just keep on going and it'll happen. So back to my point about learning from when people use themselves as examples. So I thought I would dive into my step-by-step journey, what I did and how I started homesteading personally and how I would be on a chunk of land years later. I know a lot of people are curious about that process and I know a lot of people think that you need land to start homesteading. You don't and this is a story of how you don't need that chunk of land to start out and maybe it'll come later and maybe it never will and that's okay. So even before 2020 rolled around, I always knew I wanted to have some land eventually because I wanted to have some space and I love nature, I hike and there's just something about being outside that is really healing for my soul. So I dreamt of a wooded lot just for the sake of having a wooded lot with my little house on it. I never really looked into having my own farm animals because I didn't grow up on a farm and I just wasn't involved in agricultural schooling growing up. So I just didn't know much about it. Really, I didn't know anything at all. I didn't know anything about raising chickens or having a cow. And I was 
was never presented with opportunities growing up to own an animal. I had friends who would do, I believe it's uh, 4-H where they would get animals for the summer. And honestly, I was always jealous, but we, we couldn't do that with my family. And I didn't have any opportunities to participate at a farm and learn about how to grow my own food. So raising my own animals for food, I just never really had those opportunities come about. So sadly, I was disconnected and was used to getting my food and meat from the store like most of us are. And thinking about all of this, it all stems from a disconnect. Our ancestors were so connected and in tune with the sources of their food. Now you can go to the store pick up a package of beef and not know where it even came from. And honestly, that is disturbing for me to think about now. And we will get around to talking about food here soon. But this is a bit of my background. I truly didn't have a farm background growing up. And I feel like you kind of get born into that and you're born into being around the animals and raising them and being in 4-H and doing all those activities. So there is a bit of a learning curve that I had to go through and I'm still going through that learning curve. I don't know if it ever ends, but I'm now meeting people who are great resources, but there's no one in my immediate family or family around me who is a homestead resource for me because we have been disconnected from our ancestors. My great-grandparents homesteaded, but then their kids moved to the city and lost that way of life. So here I was years later, knowing that I wanted to have some land, mainly to just be away from people and not deal with HOAs, but not for homesteading. So there was always this little seed in me. And I feel like my homesteading journey began in 2020 with the quote unquote pandemic. I remember following along with the narrative in the beginning and stocking up on food and toilet paper. And people thought I was nuts. And my friends laughed when I said I I bought like five bags of toilet paper from Costco. This was before the craze and they ended up not thinking it was super funny later when the news changed and the narrative to fear and everyone emptied the shelves everywhere and there was no toilet paper anywhere except for the scalpers online. Eventually I realized if the news or the world is telling me something, it isn't true and that that entirely would be a subject for a whole other podcast. But when I did go to the store during that time and walked around the empty shelves and the barren frozen and fridge sections, I seriously still remember, you know, following those stupid arrows down, down the aisles as if that's going to protect me from a deadly virus. Anyways, following those down, looking around and the shelves were barren. And I realized I need to kick my butt into gear with food storage because this was absolutely insane that this was happening. I had always been interested in food storage and prepping. Side note, I do have a food storage course that teaches you how to build and optimize a food storage in any space. If you are interested and want to learn how, you can check it out in the show notes. And so back to my story, I even kept a little food storage and bag of prepping supplies under my bed when I lived at the university. I had a small food storage at my place during 2020, but would I have been able to survive for a year or multiple years without the store? No. And I didn't like that, that I had to depend on the local grocery store that would be emptied every time the TV programming instilled fear into the masses. Like, I thought that was just insane. I didn't want that for myself. And I just thought that was just really stupid of me to depend on a system like that when I personally could do something about it. I began to seriously prep my food storage and I feel like this was the first area of homesteading I began to dive into. Just like I discussed in another podcast, 
food storage is an aspect of homesteading and it is what got my feet into the water, I could say, about homesteading. I began to read about different methods of food preservation. And if you're curious about those, I have other podcasts discussing them and their pros and cons, canning, freeze drying, all of that. And I bought another freezer. So back in 2020, one of the first things that I did for my food storage was getting another freezer for my garage. So I had extra room to store food. I also purchased a vacuum sealer and began to vacuum seal goods to extend their shelf life in my pantry. I began to build up my stockpile of canned goods. I purchased buckets of freeze dried goods before I had my freeze dryer and could freeze dry my own foods. Slowly, my knowledge began to accumulate on food storage and I realized another layer I was missing was having my own garden. By having my own garden, I would be able to bring my own homegrown food into my food storage, which was so important for me. Going back to not depending on the grocery stores and how just, oh, it's such a bad idea to do that. So I knew gardening would give me an extra layer of protection from having to depend on them. Gardening is absolutely essential and everyone should have a garden. How will you survive when, not if, when another weird worldwide garbage scam happens and food is cut off? There is a wonderful quote that says, he who controls the food controls the people. Do you want to be controlled? I don't. We see now how powerful food is because the owner of Microsoft, Bill Gates, now has his own plant-based pesticide that is even being sprayed on organic fruits and vegetables. Yeah, if you didn't know that, it's called a peel. It's being sprayed on your organic fruits and veggies from the store. Why? Well, nefarious agendas. He's also buying up all the farmland and is advocating for mRNA vaccinating livestock why it's also weird. So as I talk about these things that got me into homesteading and what you can do, I hope you can see from my example that it is a much larger picture than just wanting to have a farm. And I took all of these things into account and that is what led me to where I am. And it seems like all these things just keep popping up that reaffirm my belief that homesteading is important, growing your own food is important, having a food storage is important. All of the weirdness with food control and the sensitivity of our food supply led me to wanting to grow my own garden and collect my own seeds so I can ensure food for myself and my family in the future. Do you want to be subject to whatever goop Bill is creating and putting in the stores? I don't. And that is why I began to get into gardening. In 2020, I built raised garden beds and cultivated tomato plants, a variety of herbs and some fruit. Now I have a garden that is growing berries, garlic, peas, greens, and so much more. Gardening is an easy way to start homesteading from wherever you are because of how many options there are for gardening. You can vertical grow plants that utilize top-down space. You can get grow bags that can fit onto your porch and grow a few tomato plants or peppers. You can see what your city offers for community gardening and get a plot. There are options and this is a great way to get into homesteading and that's how my story started to perpetuate. I started with food storage, realized that food storage isn't an and all. I need to have my own source of food in my backyard, so I started gardening. My journey with gardening stemmed from 2020 and building a food storage. 
Gardening can be daunting, but once you just start, you will begin to get ideas of how to better utilize your space and what grows well in your area. Through gardening and learning about that, I began to learn about fermenting foods and how this is a method of food preservation used by our ancestors that not only preserve foods, but also increase the nutrient density of the food that was fermented. So I started gardening and thinking about all these plants I wanted to grow. And then I started to look into the health side of things and what I wanted to bring into my garden. And then I stumbled upon fermented foods. And then my mind opened up to things like kimchi, kombucha, and kefir, which are all examples of fermented foods. I dove into kefir, which is fermented milk, and began to make fermented milk, which tastes amazing, by the way. My next step about learning more about milk and fermenting, I learned about the health benefits of raw milk, and I discovered raw milk in my community and began to drink and ferment it. So now I'm starting to connect with local farmers for things like milk, and I begin to source more of my needs from farmers locally, like down the road. I began to get food, like my meat, produce, jellies, and eggs from local farmers. And all of this started with me wanting to try a food preservation method that our ancestors used and I wanted to utilize in my kitchen. Well, actually, it goes back to the garden. And I started thinking about foods and how to preserve them. And then I stumbled upon fermenting. And then that took me to raw milk. And then the raw milk took me to my local farmers. So you can kind of see how it's branching out. It just started from food storage, gardening, well, 2020, the weirdness of seeing the system. I ended up also getting a sourdough starter, which is also a fermented food from someone local. And I still have that same starter years later that is making beautiful breads. So all of this weirdness in 2020 essentially started this butterfly effect for myself, which is cool, I guess. Well, I am super happy, but man, to think that it took like a world weird catalytic event for me to get here, which I'm super happy about, but now I see, I'm sure it was the same butterfly effect for a lot of these other people or you who are listening where you saw the scam and you saw how weird the system is and how it is not reliable. And then you started diving into local systems and trying to build something else for yourself that is more sustainable. But I want to stop right here and point out how homesteading to me partially began as a health journey. I realized the power of my food and the power I give to it when I grow it myself so I began to garden. I realized the power in the ancient medicine of fermented foods, so I began to ferment my own. I realized the wisdom in drinking raw milk and began to source it locally. Along with doing all this, I began to make that connection back to my food that my ancestors had, so that disconnect we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast, I'm now starting to make that reconnect back to my food. I now know where my food is coming from that is on my plate instead of picking it up from the local grocery store. So this started happening and started snowballing for me. And it is so cool to think about it. So homesteading has really been for me about returning to my true roots. And after I began to flourish in these different areas and take down root in a homesteading style of life, I began to look for pieces of land that I could escape the city to. Honestly, land is insanely expensive depending where you are looking. And the market was nuts when I was looking because it was right after we were coming out of the pandemic and the housing market was just so insane because interest prices were low, housing prices were still low, so those bidding wars began. 
And I know it's going to depend on where you live and what you're looking for, but it was so nuts when I was looking, but I kept my mind and heart open and also prayed for an opportunity. I'm not going to lie. I am very spiritual. I believe in a heavenly father. And so I keep my life and where I go open to him and I'm open to impressions and kind of, I let him guide the way, but it's cool because I know that he wants wants me to be the happiest that I can be. So he knows how to bless me perfectly. And he absolutely has with this opportunity with where I'm at. Finding my homestead was absolutely a spiritual experience. And I relied on the hand of God for opening an opportunity for me. I worked with a realtor, had to view the property via FaceTime and compete with others, but ultimately it ended up being mine. I do believe that doors open and they can other opportunities can also open and if things don't pan out they probably weren't meant to that's how i like to look at things because there were other opportunities that could have panned out but they didn't and this panned out and it's been the perfect thing for me so i relate that back to back in the day when i wanted all these different things and they didn't pan out and i'd be so frustrated but now where i'm at right now I look at it as my heavenly father knows me perfectly and he knew me perfectly then and what would make me the most happy. And so even though I was frustrated in that time because I thought I knew what I wanted, he actually knew what I wanted. And so it's cool to see how things have turned out. And now I get to homestead like my ancestors did. I have chickens and bees and I had a cow for a little bit. I have various other animals come to join me on the homestead. I have a large garden, which I just planted an orchard in this spring and I'm learning the ways of the land. So truly though, you can homestead from anywhere. Looking back on my journey with homesteading, it really just took off from an interest. So whatever interest you are interested in for homesteading, like you look at what I do homesteading and you think it's cool. Maybe you think keeping bees is cool. We'll look into keeping bees for you. See if you can where you're at, if the city allows it. If you can find a local co-op that maybe you can have access to animals through, like there are options to do this where you're at. And then as you saw with me, it became this butterfly and although almost the spider web effect where one interest led to another and another and another. And now here I am living it and doing it on a bigger scale. So you can do that too. And I just wanna say, I appreciate you all for tuning in today and listening. I hope that you found this podcast beneficial and inspiring. I truly believe you can homestead from anywhere because as you just listened to, I did it. So I hope you have a good day. Hope to see you next time and don't do anything a couple wouldn't do.